Mother Jones once said, not all the coal that is dug warms the world. Keep this in mind as we discuss today the sudden reversal in Europe by going back to coal and what does it mean not only for the climate change but the global energy. My name is Dr. David Waradu. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. One of the main objectives is actually to uh, phase out coal, the use of coal. Now, coal generates nearly 70% of India's electricity, three quarters of which is mined domestically. Worse. Europe is planning to resurrect old coal plants as Russia chokes its gas supply. The German economy, as well as the environment. Among them, a return to coal. While the turn of events so much has been touted in terms of the energy crisis. We're going green, we're going green. Pipelines, refineries, on and on. We need green technology. Well, now Austria is reopening one of their old coal burning facilities. What is going on here, David? So is Germany. They are now going to fire up their coal plants. Well, basically what's going on is they are realizing that the sanctions that have been imposed on Russia is backfiring on Europe, given that in the case of Germany, actually the whole Europe thing, it's 70% of its energy comes from Russia. <laughs> so That even includes coal. <laughs> yeah. But the much bigger problem with Daras is the idea of, are we looking at a hypocrisy here? Are we looking at a necessity? Or both. Or both. Which is true, because yep. we're going to have to be uh, pragmatic in our arguments. You know, Europe is considered the post-child of green energy. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're going back to coal. You look at some countries, like when they do this climate change talk and all that stuff, and like India. How do we expect that India is going to cut down on coal when most of electricity is generated from coal? You know, I've been following this since I was in college, mm -hmm. which is now a long time ago. And what we're looking at is, yeah, does coal provide energy? Yeah. Does it provide CO2 for the atmosphere, which is not such a good thing. Mm -hmm. Blanket of atmosphere that protects us from the radiation of the sun and so on. What you don't talk about much is the amount of radiation that's in coal that is actually worse than nuclear power plants puts out. Well, coal is loaded with radioactive particles, and then there's all the particulates. Uh, walking around Beijing and having my nostrils black four years ago mm. because of coal burning, it is not, a, it's not a pretty sight. And what we're seeing is in Germany, for example, prices of gasoline have gotten so high that people are flooding mass transit. Congestion everywhere. People are abandoning their cars and even saying we're going to sell them because we can't see an end to this thing. Yeah. So what are we really looking at here? Well, it's a big concern. Because now you have the German government, for example, the Minister of Economy is urging Germans now to start conserve electricity. So I would not be surprised, Ross, that it's just in a matter of a month or so, you're going to start seeing blackouts to conserve energy. You know, the economic necessity of conserving energy yeah. is not lost on the German people. They're smart. They're already doing it. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you are noticing the whole Europe now start to, you know, you got demonstrations in Brussels now. Yeah. You got demonstrations in London. You got demonstrations in Italy. The government in Bulgaria was, was voted out <laughs> in a no-confidence vote. You got now the tensions between 
Russia and Lithuania. Dutch don't have gas. <laughs> Finland doesn't have gas. Poland doesn't have gas. You know, I mean, the whole Europe, you look at it as a whole, and for them to all of a sudden, and this is why we said what we said, is it a hypocrisy or is it necessary? Because we're going to have to be realistic as to what other options do they have? Oh, they're, they're quickly running out of options. Yeah. Coal seems to be the thing. They've, for one thing, many of them already have coal burning facilities. Yeah. They have, they have to re -up, restructure them, mm -hmm. but they, and they've got plenty of coal. Yeah. And, and even the energy coming from Norway is not enough. Right. Qatar said they even signed an agreement with the EU that they will provide them gas, but they said we don't have that kind of capacity. When you consider, in the case of Germany, if I'm not mistaken, and that's the last test that I looked at, Germany consumes about 30 billion cubic meter of uh, gas. Russia produces 300 billion cubic meter of gas. So you can't just see the consumption. My point is the uh, massive consumption that no one country can provide that. They even wanted to reach the day, Europe, wants to reach the, to Algeria, because Algeria produces gas. But they said, sorry, we don't have that kind of capacity. It's because they have to commit, those countries that's going to provide Europe, they have to commit contractually, right? But at the same time, they have to ensure they have enough for their domestic use. Well, guess what? They're not going to get it very easily. No, I don't think so. And the question becomes is, how will Europeans move forward? Because you're already seeing, as I mentioned earlier, demonstrations in London, but now you got the, the train system in England shut down completely. Chaos is going to be ensuing soon in Europe because the people are waking up and realizing what a stupid mistake or policies, failed policies that their leaders have embarked on without thinking of the consequences. You have to ask yourself, Who's running these governments? They seem to be outside of the world of consequences. Like they can't think one week ahead, one month ahead, six months ahead. Yeah. I mean, they've got the numbers there. They have smart economic people telling them these things, and they ignore it. Yeah. Well, certainly Germany is finding that out, because people are now looking at Olaf Scholz, the current chancellor, yeah. and looking at the reign of when Angela Merkel was in power 16 years Germans didn't have to worry about energy, didn't have to worry about the cost. Now it's a different ball game together. So uh, I'm, I'm wondering whether the Germans regret voting for Olaf Scholz to begin with. It's no different than Australia. Yeah. Because now they're finding out that Albanese, the new PM, turns out to be nothing but a hot air. The guy is so weak. So too much hopes was built upon his elections that he could, for example, fix the tensions with China, yeah. reestablish the trade, and help businesses in Australia. Turns out to be he couldn't even move an inch without the master telling him or giving him the order. So he's weak, as weak as he can be. You know, and China even made several important moves to yeah. reestablish an economic relationship with Australia. If you're spending 100 euros a month heating your home in the winter in Germany, and it goes to 400, and then rolling blackouts, you're going to be quite miserable. I mean, cutting into your budget, 400% increase in energy if you can get it. Well, as we said when I was discussing with Ross, the idea of uh, Europe going back to coal, is it, you know, a necessity 
or is it a hypocrisy? You know, we have to be, as I said, realistic into our assessments. But we're going to look at this from an economic perspective and from a geopolitical one. So from an economic perspective, you look at it in a way that Europe right now, the reason why they're going uh, back to coal, uh, I'll, I'll provide just an example of two countries. We'll think about Germany and we'll think about Austria. We'll think about these two countries, as I said, Germany. Well, the reason Germany is a concern because Germany imports massive amount of gas from Russia. All of a sudden, that gas is going to have to be stopped at some point. As of now, Russia decided to reduce the delivery or supply of gas by about 60% to 60%. This is what usually comes through Nord 